You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey, coffee drinkers. Are you tired of the same old morning routine? Well, check out the Roaster's Choice subscription from kingscoastcoffee.com. The Roaster's Choice is an ever-changing, fresh new take on coffee. It's a great way to try some of the most diverse and exotic offerings from around the coffee world. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and shake up the way you wake up. Hey, coffee drinkers. Are you tired of the same old morning routine? Well, check out the Roaster's Choice subscription from kingscoastcoffee.com. The Roaster's Choice is an ever-changing, fresh new take on coffee. It's a great way to try some of the most diverse and exotic offerings from around the coffee world. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and shake up the way you wake up. Welcome into episode three of Coffee and Show. I am Cameron No Sleeves Halbert, joined by my good friend Kesso Paguni. Kesso, how are you doing this Sunday evening? Um, dude, it's really good. Uh, Cowboys just covered the spread for me, so I won some money, thank God. Um, and my fiance was away for her bachelorette trip all weekend, so it was pizza, beer, and uh, video games all weekend. Let's wasn't go. very productive, but it was fun, you know. Let's go, dude. Those are those are the weekends you learn to appreciate as you get older. I think for sure, dude. I needed yeah. that. Patriots look awful, which is uh, not good for me as a Patriots fan. But I think I've seen enough success, so it's not as uh, devastating as my Sharks. On the other hand, all right. Yeah. We have got a ton to talk about because since our last episode, Shell came out for everybody and we got our first event and there is a lot to dissect. And I was thinking about this all weekend long. And for everyone that has been uh, coming to my streams or on Twitter, um, giving us props about uh, and enjoying the podcast so far. Thank you, guys. Uh, we're still trying to figure it out. We do appreciate it. I think what we're going to do is next week we're going to um, put up a post on Twitter to see if you guys have any questions for us that we want to answer on the next episode. But for this episode, uh, let's kick things things off first with the new event so superstar origins was released we got six new mass our first six new master set players uh talk to me about uh the players and what ones you enjoyed and which ones you think that you know were a little overpriced uh, talk to me about the players yeah so this was crazy right because this is like the first event where it's uh like the first event in an nhl hot yep. game where it's been really cheap um oh, yeah. so i uh I, I have the loan for yager i've been using him and mm -hmm. just overall, I've been struggling with the game, mm -hmm. and I can't get him going. I've mm -hmm. heard the same thing from a lot of good players. Um, I don't know if it's he's he's too slow or what. I, I think it's more of like user error, right? So like looking at his stats, he can't be bad. It has to yeah. be my fault, right? You know. Um, so I've been using him and Headman. I like the Headman. You know, he takes up space. He's big. Um, just can't get Yager going right now. I uh, so I've been on this big kick about faceoffs not mattering because I had a conversation with Ben Ross earlier in the year just talking about attributes, and he said, I, I brought up the whole, um, you know, make every center in the game come in at 80 overall in, in hut to tr so that we could use center, like use traditional centermen at their actual position. Like Nathan McKinnon, for example, has like 70 on the draws all, all year long. And he asked me why, because it doesn't matter online, which was like one of the craziest things to me. But yeah, so online, face-offs, there's a, I have a point here. Online, the face-off <laughs> stat just does not matter. Like, it's a mechanic-based system. It's rock, paper, scissors. And my man Polg's one of the best in the world. He's he very, very, very good player. He's been using Yager at center with, like, 68 face-offs and has no problem winning draws because, again, once, you're, once you know the counters and everything, that's all that matters. The only time the face-off set ever comes into play is if you both use the exact same draw, which is more rare, I think, at the high end because you're, you're both just countering. Um, but nonetheless, I think Yager might be a really good centerman, but I think that 68 faceoff is a little tough, but same thing, man, I have, um, I've been struggling with him and I, um, I think that the, the lack of breakaway speed is tough early on. I think that when you've got the bigger, slower defensemen and you don't take advantage of the fact that they are still really slow, like we're talking like base Dougie Hamilton, even base headman, we're talking like 84, 85 speed, and you've got a defenseman, it's very hard to get around those guys when you've got someone who's only 88 speed with distributor activated. But yeah, I agree. I don't know what it is. I can't get him going. And the consensus is the same thing. They just not a lot of people are enjoying him. Uh, in terms of that Yager. Did you get to try out the Jones at all? 
No, I haven't used that one. I stopped at the headman, and um, my right-handed defensemen were pretty stacked, so I just didn't get a chance to use him. Why do you like him? Dude, I think he's the best value in this whole event. So uh, before the event came out, I want to say like Tuesday, I was telling everyone to try and get the X factor of of Seth Jones because I think that when that event came out, that he would obviously go from an 83 to an 86, that he'd be one of the better X factors early on to get. And I was really glad that I was able to get him. I think I traded someone a, a primetime Stamkos when the card first came out, so that was obviously a W. Um, but they gave him shutdown, like his his X factor card. Yeah, and that's just not fair. It's, it's not. The best no, one. We'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about we'll talk about X factor a little bit. But yeah, like I think that because the cost this weekend was like twenty four gold players, which ended up costing like twenty seven thousand coins, was just mind boggling. Because in my opinion, I think he might be the second best right handed defenseman in the game right now, behind Adam Foot, and for a lot of people adam foot's not achievable um so i actually think he's the best value in this entire event now obviously we need to talk about the change in what happened so saturday night uh, i get this message on discord be like hey why are the sets taken down for the yager and matthews for 130 gold rare players at 80 to 82 and uh everyone was like what do you mean and then we go and look and it turns out ea just removed those sets because they were too cheap which I, I kind of agree with. But what they're replacing them with was something exponentially more expensive. So if you haven't if you weren't paying attention this weekend, maybe you know you didn't you didn't get to catch it. The well, sets, I wasn't paying attention, so I'm glad you're saying this. So okay, yeah, I, yeah, I made a video at like eight in the morning being like, Okay, I gotta get because what they did was they, they put those new sets in that were super expensive, but again, they didn't really give any heads up. So they gave us like two days to actually go and do it. So today and tomorrow, I think you have until like five PM tomorrow. And what's going to happen is the 130 gold players for Matthews and Yager, which works out to about 150,000 coins, which is just bananas when you consider what the cost of the best master set players in every other NHL were. Like, if we look back to last year, the Lit versus Grid event was the first one NHL 21. I remember that high skinning costing like nine gold collectibles. Like, that's like 450 gold players. Yep, At and he was still each. going for a lot on the auction house months oh, yeah. into the game because of how good he was. Exactly. So what happened was this event, it was like, oh, my God, they're giving A, they made every card valuable because they went to what we talked about last week um, about how we the, were right. We, we were, were right. right. We were right. We got to toot our own horns when we get a, when we get those wins. And so, I do want to say that was a guesstimate, too. Oh, 100%. We didn't have the insider information on that. We did not. At least I didn't know that one. Nope. So that was a great guess. I was nervous because I told a lot of people like, hey, invest in those 80 cards because I think that they're going to take those to cash them in like Madden. And turns out that was what happened. But yeah, like the the cost was just so cheap. And the now again i think that it's okay to increase the cost because it, it was so cheap that free-to-play players were able to get like all three like three players which yep. now for free-to-play players that's great but what you end up happening what ends up happening is in in two months the everyone has the exact same team if that is the same scenario if you think back to like nhl i think 19 when everyone got that free icon player um everyone loved how we were getting a free good player every month right for just logging in and playing the game but then by december everyone was complaining because the entire everyone's teams were the exact same and i think that's what you would have run into again with this same situation so while i agree that they were too cheap i think that what they ended up changing it to which is almost two and a half times the amount is way too it's it just looks like it's back to what it was which is, you know, awfully tough because now we're looking at about 400,000 for Matthews and Yager, and they are not worth that. 100%. So is that, st but that's still with, un like, you can take untradeable rewards, you know, you can take your squad battles yeah. rewards. Do you still think that's too much, though? Because, like, I don't think that's too bad. It will depend on a couple things. So I said in my video that Matthews specifically, like, if you did not get matthew's x factor and I, I, very few people have. i mean i told everyone that i could just because of how that event would go and i know that like you know it's expensive to get him up to 91 but the the ability to do that is so huge because you don't have to wait for like five basically prime times that's basically what he just skipped um to 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 use him and upgrade him the 400k is just so much early on but i do think that that matthew's does hold value for a long time because again he is a centerman and he's got 90 speed a great shot and he's big yager on the other hand like i said like i don't think there's any chance i'd pay 400k for him now would you 
I wouldn't. That's just because I've been using him. But yep. the thing is, like, he's my favorite player of all time. That's like, different. He that's was the different. very first jersey I ever had. Like, oh, I remember going dope. to my first game, like, seeing him play. Like, because that was the years where the, it was, like, right after Lemieux retired, you know, yep. for a few years. And it was, like, Yager and then, like, everybody else on the that team. Yep. And he was amazing. He was the best player in the league. So, like, I love Yager. Um, but the card, maybe I'm just bad at the game, but that that 400k price would be cheap or steep so i'd probably pass on that let's talk about the other price i guess too because okay so jones goes jones and suzuki who for under thirty thousand coins if on sunday and into monday is an insane value too um basically you know 30k for suzuki that's he has basically the same stats as panarin so you're saving about twenty thousand coins on base panarin um not to mention uh the headman he goes, Hedman's been great. In my opinion, I think he's like the second, third best left-handed defenseman if you include Boschman and Ulf Samuelson. But if you don't, then he probably is the best left-handed defenseman in the game right now. And when you get workhorse activated on him, he's so good. He goes from, those cards go from uh, 70,000. Hedman goes from 70,000 all the way up to 200, which I still think might be okay for Hedman because having a gigantic defenseman that at least is, you know, half decent in terms of skating is that is still very valuable it just just dynamically changes things and what was crazy is that it's so hard to follow the market like early on when i was i I did a -a subathon i was streaming 72 hours so i was basically looking at the market the whole time and i had the advantage of seeing the market all the time and i i I could I could tell the values, but man, if you're a newer player maybe you just log in you know even if you're a pretty hardcore player but you're not big on the market dude you have to watch out for the a the value of the individual card let's use uh let's go quinn hughes for example so he's an 84 overall he goes for about thirty thousand coins because he's one of the better left-handed defensive that aren't master set players because he's so fast but 84 players go for like six thousand or sorry uh, about um sixteen thousand because of those sets so now yeah. you got to make sure that the individual card you're using for the 84 overall set isn't worth more individually and then you got to go and make sure that the 84 you're selling is like of, of a certain cost. And then you have to do the math if you're going to make those cards or use them. It's just a, it's very confusing early on. But I do like the fact that now those limited edition sets, because they were intended to be cheaper, they really weren't because of that that gigantic trade in. Um, they they do seem to be much cheaper now, especially with untradeables. I think that there is no chance. I don't know if I'll ever take tradable rewards. Like I have. I, what I think is probably the best team on PlayStation. And I don't know if I'll ever take tradable rewards because let's say you pack base Crosby, the next event you can cash in an 87 yeah, overall player. Like it should, it's phenomenal what they did in terms of value there. Like there's no risk in taking untradable. Um, so for anyone that is wondering what rivals rewards to take or anything like that, please take untradable. There's just, I mean, do you agree with that? I do. So um, leading into this, I took a risky, like huge risky investment in the market. So like I had um, about 750,000 coins Mm -hmm. and um, Fasto or Fosto, however you say his name on Twitter. I saw that he tweeted the screenshot for the the first set got leaked. Yeah. And it was like 786 overall players and you could make the master set. And I went on the auction house and I was like, these are only like 20K. Like I literally spent 750,000 coins on all of these 86 like price um that malkin card that was out yep so i was expecting yeah gibson i have i have like 20 carry prices right now in my collection (laughs) and i was expecting uh these these cards to just shoot up in value and it just it didn't because i didn't know that like the 80 overall set would come out or like the 83 so i'm hoping at some point now um i think like so so now i'm thinking the next you know event Maybe it'll be like 10, 86 overall players, but maybe it's a master set player that somebody really wants or a lot of people really want. Yep. And those cards will shoot up in value. Yep, I agree. So I'm, I'm just going to hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm hodling these 86 overall players right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's very, very scary. And now I think we have a little bit more of an insight on how the market's going to work. So I think things will settle down because, man, I made thousands. I remember on Thursday night, so this was before the event came out, and I was seeing that the 74 to 79 cards, finally, the NHL cards for team builders were just going for bananas. They were going for like 1,300, 1,500 apiece. I told everyone to sell all of their NHL, you know, team builder cards, the NHL team builder cards, um, because they were just going for nuts value. And then buy, what was happening is because those cards are so expensive, people were selling the 80 overalls they had for like less than 1,000. And I was like, everyone, go and buy as many of these 80 to 83s as you can. And sure enough, the very next day when the thing came out, it was 80 to 83s. I made 
I, I, I'm not good with the market. I've never been. I, I'm kind of someone who just powers through with my credit card, basically. <laughs> I've never been. <laughs> I've never been someone on the market, and I made. I just. It was nuts, man. I probably made like 500k. It was absolutely nuts. But so let's talk. Uh, now let's talk a little bit about um, you know the gameplay. So you mentioned that you were struggling a bit. I was struggling up until today. I released my best strategies video because I wanted to wait until I had something that I would felt concrete with, and I think I found mm -hmm. something where I'm comfortable, especially on defense. Um, I found something in terms of strats in NHL 22 that I, I that are, that's really working out for me. But talk to me about how how it's going for you and what what you think might you need to change or what what you like so far. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't mind the passing right now. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know a lot of people said that they were struggling like on the breakouts and stuff. Like I, I find my my breakout strategies and like what I'm doing, I can get into the zone, you know, almost every time. Literally, once I hit the offensive zone, it's a black hole. Mm -hmm. I am so clueless because, like, right now, and I, I think you've mentioned it whenever we've talked, it's like the meta is, like, working behind the net and, like, going for one of those far side wraps. And not a glitch wrap. Like, it's just, like, a very simple wrap. Yeah, very and I don't, even think it's a, I don't even think it's a glitch, right? It's just, no, like, it's a not. far side wrap, yep. you know? And that's the, that's the meta, and I don't like it just because, like, that's really the only effective thing right now, mm -hmm. at least in my opinion. And yep. I'm trying to, like... I'm just stubborn. I'm trying to find like what what can I get to work that nobody else is you know doing, yep. and find something that way. And you know most of these games, I'll have twenty to twenty five shots, and I'll, I'll shoot somebody like twenty five to like eight, and I'll lose just because like I play aggressive. I give up like a two on one, and then yep. I lose the game three to two or two to one. And um, I'm, I'm trying point shots. I'm not getting the you know enough redirects, or I'm not getting enough D to Ds. I don't know what it is. Um, I just have to I have to figure it out. I've never struggled this much early on in a in an NHL game. Point shots specifically. So I got Carlson thinking that one uh, that or uh, thunderclap would be really useful. Point shots just don't go in, in my opinion. Like you have, unless they're redirected. I don't know if I've scored one, and I don't know. I, I did score. The only time I scored a point shot was with Carlson, like just a clean one mm -hmm. with Heat Seeker. Like it went in clean, like mm, far okay. side. Okay, but um. Half the time, like they miss the net with it's, that, it's right? Because it doesn't increase so yeah, low. It's it so doesn't low. increase accuracy. It's only it only increases power on yeah. the the heat seeker. So yeah, it's tough right now. No, absolutely. I've I've uh, I've finally gotten used to you know playing defense. I was struggling a lot. I was just I, for whatever reason I felt like I had no time and space, especially when I got into the offensive zone, and I felt like I opponents were just able to walk in through my line. I I've been switching. To, I switched to the one two two red, and what I'm doing is basically splitting the 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 ice up into like five sections. So um, think it from left to right. And what I do is every time someone's going like right at me, I stay with the player that I have selected right in front of that guy right but the second he goes left and right to get away from the guy i've selected i'm switching like every single time to make it so that i'm always controlling the guy that's like right in front and then i'm just po checking a lot of my guys have shut down and we mentioned that a little bit earlier shutdown is overpowered and mm -hmm. for two for two ability points it is i hate that it will be patched like there's no way that it goes the whole year with it only costing what it does because it is so effective and you use it on every rush like I, I think I mentioned this in the last episode. Adam Foote is my favorite card. I think he's the best card in the game. For the position that he plays in comparison to, like, there being so many good forwards, there's just not a lot of great defensemen. He's so fast. His abilities are nuts. And then his shot is, is extremely good as well. Like, it was just, and, he's, and he's huge. So, like... Do you use that one ability he has for the... Bouncer? Uh, the yeah, do you use that? I turn everything on because he's so good. Like, I okay. don't know if it does anything. The What I will say is I haven't seen a lot of cards with it, but me and you both have Ulf Samuelson. Dude, truculence mm -hmm. is disgusting. Like, you bump yeah. someone, <laughs> and they just wipe out into the 300 level. Like, it is... That that pairing is unfair, especially yeah, if you yeah, give it to someone exactly very good. Yeah, that's exactly my first-line pairing. Yeah. yeah, same. Like, I think that that's unfair right now, and if you give someone, like, a pro player that first pairing, oh, my God, it is so difficult to get around them because shutdown just locks on any, no matter what, and then... Yeah, anytime that you bump someone with all Samuelson, they just fly out of the zone. So I've been really enjoying I've been really enjoying those. So now defensively I feel a lot more comfortable. But yeah, I do think that the meta is a little a little far there's not a lot of one timers. Like to get a clean one timer, I don't know if it's because I don't take sh I don't pa I find myself not passing a lot because I, I assume that everything's gonna be intercepted. 
and I don't that's what know. happens to me yeah and then sometimes like uh sometimes I'll force like a cross crease just thinking like this isn't gonna work why am yeah. I doing this and it goes in yeah like I have to it's like we overcompensated yes. for this you know for way, all the interceptions the yeah yep. I agree and, and well I think they're in a good spot it's just yeah I think we have to get back to like the actual just trying to trying to get them across crease I will note I will say this like anytime there's a puck in so let's say there's a rebound or a shot on goal and you know you're 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 collecting the garbage in front. It's like the goaltender doesn't go into an animation fast enough. I found that goals just go in if you shoot immediately off a rebound. There have been so many goals. But, and you know what, Sleeves? I was watching your stream um, one of these days, past couple of days, and I saw one of those goals where somebody shot it. It was like a loose puck, yep. and it was there for a few seconds, and it went in. It's like one every, like, you know, two to three games goes in. Yep, it's, and it's just, it's always when they're, like, within about two, three feet of the crease. It's like the goaltender can't react fast enough, and that's far different than NHL, the past NHLs, because that, it just wouldn't go in. It's not like it's a crazy shot or they're doing dekes or anything. It's literally just they're, they're hitting up, and it's, like, it's so close, which, again, I might, I'm, I'm okay with. It's just that one's pretty jarring, and I'm not really used to it, so you really got to be careful in front of your net. Uh, what defensive strategies are you using? I've been switching so much. So, actually, recently, I've went back to what I used last year, and that's... Uh, collapsing and contain puck okay. are those two those two go together right yep i'm so bad with the strategy yeah, names. It's so i've been using that and um you know i'm doing fine like I, I control the puck the whole game like defensively um i'm throwing a lot of poke checks like behind the net because it's hard to get a tripping call it and is very hard yeah, yeah. it's it, it's like it's defense is a little bit too easy i yeah. think um but it's hard to get a tripping call. So, like, as soon as somebody goes behind the net, I switch to the other guy and just throw a, po a poke check. And usually that locks the, you know, that knocks the puck loose. Mm -hmm. um, and then not too many people have been scoring from the point on me either. So, like, whenever we talked, you know, the past month or so, we were under the assumption that, you know, tips. you'd have to run tight point, right, yep. with tips and stuff. I haven't found the need to do that. Maybe mm -hmm. whenever attributes go up for defensemen, yep. we might have to, but haven't found the need to do that yet well i think it was like um with like it, it, you know what's crazy to me is that like i thought that with the fact that intercepts were back on that players wouldn't really use protect net or collapsing anymore because they don't have to and that we'd see like a resurgence like overload and things like that uh, but what's end up happening is because the the, the go-to goal is to get that walk out in front wrap it's like you have to use collapsing protect net again to make sure that they don't do that. And it's like, oh, so that's kind of frustrating. That's what I'm using. I'm using, I'm literally using collapsing protect net. And it's just to make sure that that wrap doesn't go in. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think the same thing. I'm, I'm not noticing point shots going in uh, nearly as much. So the one thing I'll say is that holding down R1, not nearly as effective as just pressing it. And I, I don't know if it's because a lot of my players have shut down. Um, but for anyone that doesn't know, if you just tap R1, the stick checking stat will determine how fast and how accurate it'll track the puck. Because when you just tap R1 and you're not aiming it, it will literally just go to where the puck is. Yeah, um, that's all I've been doing in the yep. neutral zone, too. Just spamming 100%. that, just tapping it, chasing yep. on the back check. As soon as they cut inside or outside, just hit you know R1 and it usually knocks the puck loose it's too effective it, I think it is quite, it is and i don't again i don't know if it's because shutdown is so overpowered because i notice it more than anything on on foot i i, I just, yeah well whenever you use it with with foot doesn't the puck go flying though like especially and you see his shutdown indicator light up yeah like it is it is way off like they will lose the puck and it might be a 50 50 battle to go get it it's not like anyone else like it, it's just it's crazy now and now i've set jones that has it too so like a lot my most of my defensive have it and uh but yeah, like it, it's not advantageous to hold the hold the puck or hold the skill st stick out anymore, um, which is a drastic change because in twenty one you would just wiggle it like that's all you're doing. You're not hitting, just you're holding down R one, and it's far different now with the stick in physics. So, and you yeah. lose your momentum now so much too yeah. whenever you hold it with a right stick. Yeah. Like you don't get I think faster. That's been, mm -hmm, that's been one of my biggest struggles just because ever since nhl went on to uh like the xbox one ps4 generation mm -hmm. it was holding in the right stick that was like the meta that was what you had to do on offense and it's like how do i retrain my myself after you know the last seven years of holding that all the time no absolutely man it is it is part of it i and i will say like i said we're both struggling but we can both say that we enjoy the fact that this gameplay is so much different than 21 like i'm really enjoying the gameplay I, I would be if I wasn't losing so I guess, much. Yeah, I guess it's tough. <laughs> and for I want to yeah. say that's like a that's like a twenty five to thirty percent like losing rate. You know, so it's it's not like it's crazy, but not um, you're not used to it. 
I'm not used to it. And um, I will say, though, on PS5, and you've, you're probably experiencing the same thing because you play on PlayStation, um, the games are tough, man. It because, is a um, gauntlet, man. Dude, so many people of, like, you know, the, like, Division 1 through, like, let's say Division 3, like, yeah. First off, the pro play the pro players went to PS5, right? Yeah. But then a lot of good players as well went to PS5 for mm-hmm. for Hut. So like every other game, I'm like, I know this guy, he's good. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like I so playing on stream for again, I'm not a pro player. I got to, I was in Division One last year, so like I, I'm good enough. But my lord, like going from like I'm in Division, do I, I just got into Division Three, and I'm far better than that. It's but like when I'm streaming. It's uh, you know I've I've run into quite a few Division One guys that I rem- that I understand. So I played some off stream and I was able to just fly through and get to Division Three. But man, it is, <laughs> it is a tough battle. I'm not saying there's a coincidence there, but maybe there's a coincidence. But no, it, it is very tough on PS Five, man. It is not uh, enjoyable. And the the other thing I'm curious is like how many like how because ma- all the Division One guys I don't that were in, in NHL Twenty One I don't think they'll just automatically be Division One. In, in playstation 5 because the, it's fractured in four so like less people will make it you know what i mean like it's there's there's less bad players as well yeah, you know i what was I mean? wondering about that because um i think there's a big change like i think it i think that it's going to be harder to get division one yeah so how does that and this is like a little bit different mm-hmm. but people are saying it'll be easier to get into like elite one now for squad battles right isn't it just proportionally ra- proportion. like ranked yeah, so like, it doesn't really matter. I'll I'll say this. I think that for Elite One, Top 100, it won't matter. Because Top 100, yeah. will ju- there, there'll be 100 Perfect people Perfect scores, there. and then it's just random on, on which overall of the teams you exactly. get. Exactly. I think it might be easier to get Elite One because if you just play all of your games. However, maybe not. Like there's There'll be less people that play all of their games. I think that's mm-hmm. where it comes into play. Top 100, it won't matter. Like It's, it's, it's going to be you know whatever. And i got to play a lot of squad battles games tomorrow. Oh, my God um let's uh let's so you you were trying something uh the other day which i was kind of uh i was interested in so you were trying out some goalie x factors talk to me about that yeah so i have way too many coins and um, which is nice and you know what i was using kemper and Mm -hmm. i was um i was happy with him and i ended up doing like my hot rush games or something um like one morning and I got those out of the way, and I was playing against, like, Wah, because I think he was uh, one of the goalies in there, and, like, okay. Juan Brodeur. And, like, they were making saves. The X-Factor, you know, signal was lighting up, like, the bad signal. And I was like, oh, it's actually tough to score on them. So I, uh, even though it's a different goalie, I bought the X-Factor price, assuming that this would be just, like, overpowered if I spent points on it. Yeah. And he had post-to-post as his uh, zone ability. Okay. And I tried it out for, like, five to ten games, and he was awful. He was overcommitting. Um, letting what, who, up. who were you using, sorry? So I was using Carey Price. You were using Carey Price. What was his yeah. aggression? Did you take a look? It was 80. So yeah. that, and, 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 and Kemper, I think, is like 77. Yeah. Yep. But 80 shouldn't, it shouldn't be that much of a difference. 80 is the cutoff. Like, that's like the, you know, like that's the what threshold. I always did mentally, too. Yeah. Yep. 80. But uh, I was just, you know, he was swimming. eight shots against, three or four goals. He was just everywhere. He was mm-hmm. everywhere. He would make like a ridiculous save every two games, but it wasn't enough to justify the, you know, the weak goals that were going in. No, so, so I, again, same kind of situation. I'm, I'm literally down to chasing three cards. I'm, I, my team cannot get any better other than getting Wayne, Mario, and Nathan McKinnon's X Factor. And I'm trying to get both of them right now. I went out and I bought, because after all the sets came out, Tuka Rask tanked. Like I got, I got a tradable Tuka Rask with like sixty five k this morning, and I was like, "How okay, has he sh-. been?" Yeah. So I started playing really good defense, and I mm-hmm. haven't noticed. I haven't had to notice if he's bad or not because I've actually been playing good. Um, but I, I, he does have post to post as his superstar ability. So I will say this: I think that if you play twenty games with any goaltender outside of like someone who's bronze or silver, because I think that's when it will become that's a little much you will notice that your save percentage is almost the exact same after about 20 games. And um, so we'll see. Right now, he's got like an 84% save percentage, and I'm like 6-1 and one with him, and I've got like a 1.9 goals against. Like, I'm playing the best I've played so far this year, so I'll wait and see as I go up divisions because I have a feeling that eventually he'll fall in at like 78% save percentage, like 2.8 goals against, like what the average yeah. is. But maybe not. I don't know. I think that early on it's interesting because goaltenders do matter in terms of attributes early on in the game because attributes do play into how fast their glove hand moves and speed being the most important stat his speed is really high and he's got that post-to-post superstar ability 
So I think that early on there is an advantage, but as the game goes along, goaltenders mean less and less and less because the shooting totals go up into the high 90s, and then it doesn't matter. Goaltenders are just all on the same page, basically. But we'll have to see. Uh, next episode, I'll probably have a better handle on if because I'm just going to keep using them just for the flex because goaltenders don't matter, so I might as well just have the most expensive <laughs> one. Just, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I think that's that's just it. But uh, It's funny you mentioned the save percentage, though, because I do remember before I sold my carry price, I went and looked at the stats. It was like a like a sixty nine point four percent save percentage. See, that's a like I had never the other way. Yeah, that was really low. Because yeah. I think my Kemper's like at eighty or something. Yeah, like and that's yeah, reasonable. Anything over so ever, ever since NHL twenty one, when like the forces happened, um, and everyone's goalie stats tanked because goals just went in way more. Um, seventy anything over seventy eight save percentage is good, and anything under three goals against is good. Um, so that again, if you guys are looking, go check your goalies right now, and just that's kind of your baseline. But you got to give it 20 games because people go on a five game heater with somebody and they might not realize that they're just playing phenomenal defense. I'm like, man, this goal is phenomenal. He's five and oh, and I've only let in two goals. It's like <laughs> give it 20 because 20 is usually a good representation because you'll have one of the game where you get blown out like eight, eight goals or something. So just uh, just keep an eye on that. But Tukarask does look good uh, early on in the game. He's got low aggression, too. And for anyone that doesn't know, aggression is basically a personality trait for goaltenders. The lower the aggression, the lower the the less they come out of their net which sounds like it would be a bad thing, but in NHL, um, them sitting back in their net means that they are able to get side to side a little bit faster for one-timers. Um, so just uh, just keep that in mind. Um, let's talk about the market a little bit because we were able to cash in, um, which was cool because I personally have not ever been able to do that. Um, yeah. What do you think of the market in terms of the price of cards and the X factors? If you think that, you know, if, if your stance has changed on them in terms of the value of them, buying has a little bit. Um, and yeah, just talk to me a little bit about the market and, and just some of the cards and if you think that they're going for too much, too little. So I do think, um, I, I think base cards have to go up. I really do. Like I'm maybe not even necessarily too. base cards, but like, you know, the 83s, 84s, 85s, like all the way up through like 87. If those are going to be used in sets for master set players, they have to go up. Like right? you think, like you, you think they will? I think they, I mean... I think they have to. It only makes sense in my brain, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. Well, I, it, I, I think before you go, I think the one thing that people need to remember is that there will never be a time in the game where more cards will be in the market because everyone got their pre-order packs and then bought packs. Um, you'll yeah, never so have there will more be less influx supply, of that. Right? Yeah, you'll never have a bigger supply than right now. So I'm, I as well, I think that there hasn't been enough fluctuation in that. I, I agree. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm hoping they go up. I think they have to, like you said, right now, a bajillion cards in the market. Yeah. Um, whatever the next set is, if there's you know an MSP or something that people want to make, these cards have to go up. I'm, I'm hoping. I think for X factors, um, you know, I, I just I, I don't really work the market too much. I'm like you, like I never did. I'm yep. just too lazy. Yep. But uh, today I was like watching football and I had the auction house open and I just had it filtered on X factors. And I saw like a Macar was listed for 125. There was no other ones listed. I bought them and I flipped them for like double the price. Um, oh. I think I, I got really lucky, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think some of them are undervalued and I think some of them are overvalued. Like uh, like Petrangelo and stuff. I don't even think that card's worth 100,000, but I think like, you know, uh, Macar, et cetera, might be worth two to 300K. And I think there's the ability to make a decent amount of coins if you do like if you do like working the auction house by looking at those X factors because there's such a limited supply. You could list a card, right? So like I listed my carry price for 160 after I bought him and used him and didn't like him, and I listed it overnight. It sold for 160. I look today and there's like some listed for 110. Like people will pay whatever they see the cheapest card, you know. So they if you don't only know. have one X yeah. factor, they don't know. So if you look and there's like, you know, only one or two carry prices listed, you can probably sell them overnight. Yep. And that goes for like a lot of those like high end cards, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to pay attention to that. The, but uh, I know you wanted to. Oh, were you yeah, gonna I, was say? I was talking about X factors real quick. I am now fully on board with you about there being three, maybe four X factors worth upgrading. I think and that you have McDavid in there, right? Yeah. McDavid, McKinnon, Matthews. And even then, like, Dreisaitl is not worth it, in my opinion, but then probably, like, Makar. And it's not to say that, like, Panarin and Pasternak are not phenomenal cards. It's just, like, if you have... If you're chasing McDavid, 
and chasing McKinnon and you get them and then you add in Matthews that you probably picked and Barzell like that that Matthews cost me like 210k to go from 88 to 91 if there's ever an event where you have McDavid and McKinnon getting master items that jump up like there's no way that you're able to upgrade them and just the cost to to upgrade these guys just by a few overalls is just not worth it. I think it changes when new superstar abilities and, and synergies get added. I'm loving the customizable synergy thing, by the way. Oh my oh, God. How great is that? So much fun, man. Cause now you just yeah. get to build like, man, you get uh, anyways. Um, so <laughs> I think that if you, if you go out and you're like, Hey, I got Kyle Connor. Okay, sweet. That's cheap. Now, if he gets a couple upgrades and you invest another 60, 70 K into him, now you're locked into that. And you know, like you refund it, you're toast. And if you have a bunch of them lower, like Slavin, Pavelski, uh, I'm trying to think of Braden Point, who I just can't stand as a card. Jake Gensel. Jake Gensel. Like, if you are in those guys, they will get prime times in Team of the Weeks. And if you just get into sucked in this hole that you see. So, one, I'll give you a perfect example. And someone say, hey, I packed an untradeable Brad Marchand. Is it worth upgrading? I was like, that's cool. You packed Brad Marchand untradeable? No. Just like it's gonna sit there until there's a, a a set where you trade in all of your X factors that you don't want for a reroll. But there is no way I'm spending the money on Brad Marchand, even if I got him untradeable, even if I got him for free. I'll, I'll give you another example. I grinded the pro am, and I got absolutely hosed because I spent three hours, fell asleep on stream trying to do it. Now that was <laughs> maybe from other outside factors being on stream for seventy hours. But pro am is just awful. But I got like. Price, Connor, uh, Point, and then I got bailed to the Ovechkin. He was my best one. Ooh. And Ovechkin in 22, I don't know about you, but is basically the right-handed Yager. I, I don't enjoy him. I did not want yeah. him. But I was like, my God, I got to take him here because there's literally no other. The other guys just wouldn't even make my team. Um, I think I got Petrangelo, too. Just wouldn't make my team. So I was like, okay, I'll take Ovi. And then I legit went out and bought and upgraded Ovi because I was like, I got him, so I might as well. But if I had if I had gotten him not from the the pro am, I probably wouldn't have upgraded him because I was like, I have to make sure that for peace of mind, I got something out of the pro am. So I upgraded him all the way to full, and I don't mind him. I think that he's fun. His one T ability not worth the amount of points. By the way, guys, I think is it's, that ten points? Yeah, his slap shot is Jeez. fine. Yeah. H, I want to bring this up too before we move on. HK brought up a phenomenal point. So I was like, hey guys, the only card that is worth having wheels on is McDavid. All the other ones don't, aren't fast enough for it to mean anything. And he said, there's no way you should activate wheels. You should activate big rig instead. And then I was like, well, dude, why? Wheels is so effective with him. He's like, he's already 95 speed. No one can keep up. And I was like, you know what? That's a phenomenal point. So I took that off, put on big rig on McDavid so I could protect the puck off the wing. And then I activated like four other things on other players. And it was 100% the play. So that's what I've been doing with him. Like I, sometimes I switch wheels on. Yeah. But like he he's 95 speed. He's right? too fast. Like the, I don't the, think there's a defenseman that's even three, you know, speed points within range. So no, it just, just doesn't matter slow. right now. Yeah. Like defenseman right now. Defense is a whole so bad early on because and again, it's because of how the overall system works. But they, something has to take a hit for defensemen because their defensive stats are so high. So to bring their overall down, it's usually slap shot accuracy. But for the most part, if they're like over six foot, they just get hammered on speed. So, you know, I mean, you have McDavid. It's really tough. Like if you play against someone who doesn't really know how to use Hedman or Hamilton and you have McDavid, it's like it doesn't matter if they have wheels on or not. They're just toast anyway. So that that was an interesting thing that he had brought up in terms of just the X factor there. But, yeah, like the cost is still I just don't think that the, the cost to go out and get these X factors is worth it. Like I said, I think McDavid is because best card in the game and even if you don't upgrade him to full his 88 still the best one of the best cards in the game and you yeah. know that he's going to be 99 so at least peace of mind same thing that went with matthews when you knew the event was coming out you at least knew that so like i paid two hundred ten thousand, i think and you can make him cheaper by doing power-up collectibles um i think the the one thing that with matthews is that if you get him to 91 now a he's not going up for months because his he's got to get like five prime times now i think a lot of people forget that they think that he's got his 91 so the next prime time that comes out he's going to get a 92 no it doesn't work like that his base card has to get a prime time so that he'll go to 88 and then he's got to mm -hmm. get an 89 a 90 a 91 and a 92 before he gets a new tier so you're yeah, safe so that's, a, that's a few months away right because they only do two overalls per month right gotta be yeah like i mean i don't think they cap it anymore but they're still careful with letting a card get out of control. 
So uh, that Matthews, I mean, I spent so much on it, and I probably wouldn't had I had like a free-to-play team or anything like that, but now I know it's done. Like that Matthews is one of the best cards for the next month or two. But mm -hmm. after him, like McKinnon, I'm still on the hunt for, but like, yeah, like if I had Pasternak and Panarin, which is they're, they're both uh, obtainable, um, man, like that's expensive. Because once they get going in real life and they get prime times in Team of the Weeks, man, you're paying like 60K an upgrade, and that could just go uh, elsewhere. But um, yeah, just... Yeah, I'm out. I'm out on anyone that isn't an elite X factor because they're going for like 200k, and I just don't yeah, see that. That's way the too much. Yep. I, I do think it could change yep. just with a couple extra players. Yep. And uh, this might lead into the icon discussion okay. as well. So, yep. and that and that speed, like just talking about speed in general. Yeah. So, um, if you look at like these X factors, like Dry Saddle and stuff, right? Yep. They start with let's say his max right now is like. 84 speed okay by the time they get to like a 97 which is the max they can get like yep. 97 98 overall yep. they're only going to have like 91 speed yep there's only a few x-factor players that can get to 99 speed and yep. that's like kane mckinnon mcdavid barzell um barzell right mccarr so mccarr mccarr is like the enigma on defense it's like, very I weird because like you don't want to have a small guy but he's so he's he, so good so by the time we, you know, three or four months, like there really only might be a few people that get to that top end speed. So those might be the ones that are worth it, especially if like speed is the play in this game, which still remains to be seen, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it might be a couple extra X Factor players. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, like it, it'll be interesting to look out for. I think that people need to they're so sucked in with they, they see they get like the base card of an X Factor and like, hey, should I go buy it now? It's like. Man, if you save yourself 40K, that's fine on, like, uh, trying to give an example, like Kyle Connor, you, you get his 84 or whatever, and it's like tw you save yourself 20K. It's like, dude, you're just wasting because, like, he's not going to be, you know, it's just not it's just not a smart investment. But let's that that is a nice segue into the last thing I want to talk about today, and that's icons because I think that they, until an icon set comes out, the worst values in the game. You agree? By far. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's just awful. Like, mm -hmm. I don't recommend buying any of them. Nope. besides maybe lemieux That's i think it. i think the only times that you can actually take advantage of it are when guys have no they're a they're so rare like they are there's at most a hundred up in total like across mm -hmm. the 64 i think that there are in the game there's on ps5 which i think is the most uh, uh the biggest player base right now there's only a hundred up so th they are so rare and uh, i i mentioned this in a video it's like why are we paying 225,000 coins for Jake or for for um uh for Gart Mike Gartner when you go go and get base Panarin which is the exact same for it 50 makes no or, sense. Or, or McKinnon sorry the exact yeah. same it's like and who's actually they better they can only upgrade so you have to spend the coins to upgrade right yeah, or power but they can only go up plus 1 per month exactly so same that's situation as expect yeah exactly that's same a, that's situation a half speed, right it eliminates almost 75% of the icons are completely gone because it's like all, oh, they're old, even though it's like you're recognizing <laughs> them for the best. Like, they're, oh, they're old, so they're slow. It's like, it kills me whenever they do that. But yeah, so like, like Pronger, there's no way. It, like, it, He's dead in the water on release. Exactly. And it's, that's kind of, that kind of sucks a little bit, but dude, no, there I'm, is. I'm actually really happy about it because like the last, you know, three years has at least been all icons. It's been icons. So, like, last year, you know, people did the sets. The sets were so cheap to get the bronze icons. Yep, yep. And every single team, it was like you are playing, like, alumni games, you know? Like, it was like the Heritage Classic, every single game in Rivals. Yeah. Because everybody had a team full of icons. So now at least we're using, like, active players, which is, like, definitely a that. breath of fresh air for for me. I, I agree with that. The, first of all, the card art's amazing. But you're, yeah. all you're paying for is the markup on the card art, and the fact that oh my god they're an icon the last four years icons have been the best cards but like uh, like even mario man i you, you have to pay 700k minimum for mario 700k no for, chance for 92 speed yeah a great stats all around 100%, 92 but, speed but why would you just not spend 70k on like mckinnon, McKinnon. besides that i get the size yep right let me use six four but yeah just save the 700k you yeah know? Like, just save it unless you have your team is done like i said same situation that me and you were both in where we we got lucky you know the market fell in our favor we got some good pulls we spent, like, yeah. Yeah, we spent money we spent money okay i was gonna say that, but okay we spent money it's like other than that man just leave them alone man like they're for the whales like just there's no point save save your coins because yeah i agree like there's just until there's an icon set 
and it's funny because once there is an icon set, those are gonna plummet. Um, mm-hmm. Even like I think around like the eighty day mark. I don't know what the math on that. Be forty days if someone did the daily, every day, and logged in. So once you're around 40, 50 days, you're going to see a lot of people do the icon set, I think. And that might change the value a little bit. But what the, the my best practice for this is, guys, is there are some very good icons. Like I think Matt Sundin, um, very, very good centerman in the game. And I've seen him go for, which is regularly about 250,000 coins. I've seen him when there's none up, What like what Kesso said, people don't know what to set them for. Like when there is none up, people have no idea what a value of a card is. And they will put it up if there's no one else to compete against or undercut. I saw Sundin up for 130k, and I was like, man, I don't want to pay any more than 120. Stupid me, because I could have, <laughs> I should have just done yeah. it. And, and then somebody would have bought it for 300. Today, overnight. today it's like 300, 299 is the buy now. I'm like, oh yeah. my god, dude, and somebody's gonna buy that. Dude, I did with that's Pog, the man. only one. That, yeah. Hey, listen, I'm so glad you said that. So you and I both tried Dennis Potvin. Yeah. Okay? I tried him. You tried him. Yeah. I'm going to set the over-under at four and a half, and I'm going to say under. It took you games you played with him to sell them. Am I right? Okay, I haven't sold them, oh, but he, his the I, I wanted him because I thought his abilities would be sweet. The same for me. <laughs> and I legit the, don't yeah. even activate those. Yeah. <laughs> but, and he's useless because like, yeah, you don't have those speed. activated. Yeah. So you just spent you know 150K or whatever. It was 115 on, and you okay, came into my chat and you said, if you don't buy that, I will. And I was like, okay, I'll go do it. Damn. Like, I bought I, him later that day for 170 and I sold him for 170. I was like, this is this is terrible. Yeah. I like, don't even notice these. If it wasn't for the state of left defense being awful, like it is by far the worst position in the game currently. Like, let's take out the cards that like people just won't obtain, like the team builders. Like you're talking Victor Hedman is number one. And then it's like base Quinn Hughes. Mm-hmm. it's like there's just no one there which is why i was like okay pop band is interesting to me because his speed is like 87 i think or maybe even 88 with distributor but i really thought i was like oh man i think he had like seeing eye and heat secret i'm like dude what an yeah. awesome combo like this well, is so i thought sick. that would be the like meta yeah. of the game I'm, I'm gonna be honest and i think at some point it will be like when, with this, yeah, when it's higher yeah. whenever the shooting stats are up that is gonna be the meta yep. um and that's what i'm gonna go for but right now it's just not viable i i agree man so yeah like it I, I'm almost at the point where, like, I can't get Mario or Gretzky. Even though I have the coins for one, like, I have 800K, I'm just waiting for them, but they're so rare. I'm about to give up and just go make Francois Bozeman, <laughs> like, who, in my opinion, <laughs> is, like, the second best, the team builder, <laughs> do another team builder and just be like, he's the second best left-handed defenseman outside of Ulf Samus, in my opinion. So I was like, I'm almost yeah. at that point, but not quite yet. So, um, all right, man. Well, dude, that was, that was a good talk, man. I do. I'm, I'm low key starting to love these. They're starting to become my favorite dude, part it, of the it's week. It's fun because it's like, you know, it's not like we talk that much during the week. Nope. It's like a couple text messages or something exactly. here and there. And it's like, you know, what's going on in hunt. But I did want to take a second to say congratulations though, on that subathon. Thank you. You had probably your biggest, you know, at least from my opinion, oh, or from what I see, yes. one of your biggest like streams ever. Yeah. And so I know you hate compliments, so I'm going to include an insult <laughs> right here with it. You are the biggest example of hard work over talent in the Twitch directory. <laughs> so congrats, dude. You deserve it. Thank you, my dude. That was uh, I was a little nervous going into it. I didn't know how it would turn out, and it definitely was. Uh, I am not good at receiving gifts, and the NHL community which just went above and beyond. So it was a little tough and awkward for me at times, but it was really fun. I don't recommend anyone do it for their mental health, but uh, it was a blast uh, in the end. And yeah, it was uh, definitely the best stream I've ever had as my career. So um, I appreciate that, my dude. It's been uh, it, w- it was a lot of fun. So, uh, but guys, that is going to do it for uh, episode three of Coffee and Shell. Again, I think we're going to post um, something next weekend and just have a thread and you guys ask us some questions because I think that'd be kind of cool for a segment. If you have any ideas or feedback, please let us know, whether it be in our Discord, Twitter DMs, whatever. All right, guys, Castro, anything else to say? Uh, go check out my uh, Twitter. I posted, mm-hmm. I, I finally scored the Michigan. Oh, dude, and we didn't make a game. My oh, bad, my yeah. bad. We need no, to discuss okay. that real quick, dude. How were, how stunned were you? I was, okay, so I was in a voice chat with uh, Tantalizing. He okay. edits my videos, okay? Yeah. And he wasn't, and I was streaming to him because he was, I was like, what am I doing wrong? And he was like watching like a baseball game or something. Okay. So 
I score this goal in overtime, okay? <laughs> I do the Michigan with McDavid. I was like, ah, like I start screaming because like I'd never get excited about the game, but that's one thing Dude, like, you know, no to get one excited. on the planet has done. And he's like and he's like, what happened? I was like, I just I just hit the Michigan in overtime. He's like, No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I was like, Yeah, in like, rivals. Look at this in rivals in overtime. And he's like, No, you didn't. And I, he he like the replay showed he couldn't believe it. Um, I was playing against a really good player, PM128. Oh, he, really? He, yeah, he messages me after the game. He's like, how, what? That was the first <laughs> yeah. time I've ever seen that, you know? Like, I was like, that's the first time I've ever seen that, too. Like, for just, I, I couldn't believe it. I can't believe I forgot about that, but I touch on it real quick. How long have you been practicing that? Because it's not something, because a lot of people now think it's easy because they saw Nash do it offline, and then it was literally a day later, you did it online. So I is just want to say, I just want to clarify. Yeah? There are different sliders offline, mm -hmm. and it is harder to do online. Oh, he admits that. Nasher definitely yeah. admits it. Oh, but it's I still love Nasher. His still is for the easy. content, you know? 100%. His is for the, you know, 100%. Nasher, you know, love Nasher. Um, I practiced. I practiced it so much for NHL 21. Never hit it in a game. I don't even practice it now, but I go for it like every, you know, one to two games. And I tried it in GWC last year <laughs> uh, whenever Arda was uh, commentating, and I think he commented on it, and I like, you know, just did it terribly. So. I throw it in every now and then uh, just to mess around. And dude, it was clean. If you haven't it seen it, luck. you need to go see Kazo's Twitter because, yeah, that video, dude, that got like 20,000 views, bro. Yeah, I had like 100,000 impressions on that, on that tweet. Nuts. I don't even, like, I get that in a month, maybe, not on like one tweet. Dude, absolutely nuts, man. But, yeah, guys, so make sure that you follow uh, Kesso on YouTube, Kesso Baguni Gaming. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter, Matt No Sleeves Gaming. And, uh, yeah, guys, be on the lookout for that thread. We'll, uh, we'll take some of your questions next week. But, yeah, guys, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Have a good one. See you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.